0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. This is something that's been kind of, you know, brewing in my head. I've heard like probably four times in the past week from different people um, we should move beyond race in conversations. But I've also noticed that a lot of the people I've talked to, you know, even like in the last couple of weeks, I've noticed that there's a lot of people talking talking points, right? Which led me to kind of just pay attention more to different things I've been listening to. And I've noticed that critical thinking, something we talk, we've talked about well before it became one of the newest, latest buzzwords. Mm-hmm and open, honest dialogue or or real conversations, they've become buzzwords. Now I don't wanna even say those because I'm like, I don't wanna be part of the problem. But it just makes me wonder, um, like what's going on? Like why are people like, like the race thing and, and the big thing for me is like the race thing. I believe as a society, especially as a country, we can stop talking about race when we start acknowledging the issues that different groups are going through, and we're not willing to do that. That is that is first and foremost. Uh, and the talking points, I think that people are just becoming. I, I, I think the influence of social media, of trying to convince people to like, I think social media is a tool that you convince people to like something. Mm-hmm. That has become part of people's methodology in having conversations. So, you know, talking points are so broad and they they get recirculated so quickly that that's becoming a part of our culture.
1: What do you think? Yeah, I think... Like, I understand to some degree the desire to boil things down to specific talking points, right? Especially from, like, say, a a party standpoint. If you're the Democratic Party and you say, okay, you know, these are the five things that we want to focus on. Okay. Right? But
0: I'm shaking my head because I'm trying to not, like, Well, my, my issue, my, the reason I'm shaking my head is because I don't think it's just in politics anymore. I think it's, everything is a talking point.
1: No, that's fair. I think politics is where we're used to seeing that, right? And that's probably the area where it's more obvious in a sense, um, when you hear those talking points and, and I, but I don't think that it's what it isn't is what I think it's historically been where it's like, well, there's a kind of a clear line, right? You have the left or the democratic side that has, or the Democrat side that has their talking points. And you have the right in the, you know, GOP that has their talking points. It seems like there's a lot of mixing of those talking points now where you're hearing things from both sides, but it's not, to me, it seems like it's more in this, um, it's not even like a desire to be disingenuous, but like a desire, I don't know. It almost feels like there's like
0: to be liked.
1: Yeah, I guess to some degree, but it's it's not even, like, to be liked. In, in my mind, it's, it's this – it's almost like we feel – and I say we, but, like, some people feel bad for people who have crazy ideas. And so, they're like, well, maybe that idea is not so crazy, right? And I, I don't know, man. So, I, get, I mean – People did that with it's... the Nazis, and I know, like, I know that that's a common parallel that we draw, and I'm not saying that –
0: Well, I'll be honest. The Nazis were not a like a disruptive party at at first. Right. Like historically, that's that is a fact. Yeah. Right. It's just that history played out to where they became a disruptive and disgusting. And it was
1: also a build up. Right. It wasn't like day one. Hitler showed up and was like, vote for me. We're going to kill all the Jewish people. Like, no. Right. It was, you know, hey, we're going to make Germany great again. I heard that, (laughs) Um, you know, like and then it became well. How do we make Germany great again? Well, there's all these people over here that I don't like who are stealing all the stuff that you want, and it became it became that like that infighting really, where it was all about like turning two groups of people against them, and that's exactly, I'm again, I'm not saying that we're on the verge of becoming Nazi Germany. I'm just saying that the the environment the climate that we find ourselves in right now is eerily similar to the fact that we have you know these two groups who don't see eye to eye on this stuff and are have gotten to a point where it's like they don't even want to talk to each other they don't want to be in the same room with each other and you know like to some degree i could almost say like you know the the individual voters down at the end okay you know some of you yeah like you're going to put your head in the sand stick your fingers in your ear and that's it But the politicians, I think, is what – and not that it should, but it is, like, so incredibly disappointing that even they – like, they've bought into it now to the extent where they're like, oh, shit, I don't even have to pretend to like these people. Like – and they are. They're all friends at the end of the day, right? Like, I bet you Chuck Schumer and frickin'
0: uh, Mitch McConnell
1: McConnell probably go have dinner more often than anybody, like, you know, and secret buddy phone calls late at night. Like, I don't know, but (laughs) – it's, it's all just a scam. Like I think that's the thing that I. But don't you? Uh, don't again, you think uh, that I'm, I'm focused that on is the kind of, of it. yeah? I
0: mean, I think that um, I think just that line of thinking or that way of thinking is probably something that I'm, I'm kind of pushing back again okay. Against it's like, okay, maybe that's true. Yeah. But can't we acknowledge the problem, right? It's like subconsciously people are resigning. To whatever narrative is that's, you know, floating around just like, like you, well, it's all a scam, yeah. right? That terminology it's like, well, okay, maybe it is, but what's the problem? And, and people can't define the problem to me. So mentally I'm like, no, I want to know what the problem is. Maybe it is a scam. I'm not saying it is or isn't. I'm just saying like, so how do you fix that? Right?
1: Well, I think the other thing to remember is that the problem is not the people who are in there, right? Like those people or, are ultimately, in my mind, they are a result of the environment that's been created.
0: Fair, right? Right. Like that that's super. That's super fair.
1: It attracts people like that to that because it gives them the opportunity for influence, and I mean, to some degree, like the the legitimacy to be um, untrue, right? Like.
0: So here's a here's a better way. Like, take your same like, thought process Mm -hmm. and apply it to Joe Rogan, is he right or wrong? In which way? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, not right or wrong. Is he... Should he be, quote-unquote, canceled, right?
1: No. I don't... I mean, no, I don't... Like again well, how are we defining canceled right is one thing Or like,
0: whatever that whatever that definition is yeah. right because like, do I've, I've i think that
1: spotify that? should take all of joe rogan's podcasts off of their platform probably not no
0: or can't we just say like yeah maybe he's you know i've heard people defend him and say he's not racist they know him they're black i'm like okay fine yeah i don't listen to a show regularly i i'm not trying to defend or like attack him right but the parallel is, like, but are the consequences fair for his actions? Sure. Then you take that up another notch, and it's like, well, what about Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. Like, that wasn't... I don't agree with ABC's reaction to that, but is it very dissimilar to the Joe Rogan, like, you know, situation? The answer could be yes or no. Then right. you can say, well, but they, ABC fired Roseanne. So... Then you like if you're not careful, if you're not willing to like pull the thread the whole way through, you you immediately go to it's all a scam or you you pull up the latest and greatest talking point, and I think that in, that inherently is dangerous.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. <sighs> so I know this isn't like the focus of our conversation, and I'm not. This is not to get us no, off on I, a tangent, but I wanna I <laughs> want to address the Joe Rogan thing really quickly. specifically on the race issue right because i look at it from what i've understood right i'm i'm not so i've listened to a few episodes of the joe rogan podcast when he's had guests on that i found interesting right and that's pretty much it um this whole thing with him using the n word and his explanation as to kind of why he felt like it was you know why he made the i won't even say like he felt like it was okay but why he made the decision to use the word Um, He even addressed like instead of just saying the n-word I would just say the word and I felt like as long as it was, you know within that context like there's no real issue with it and I kind (laughs) of sit there and I'm like yeah, but You knew when you were doing it that there were some people out there who were gonna be like oh shit Like he just said the n-word like, you know and even though you weren't like calling somebody it or anything like that that there was the potential for this to happen down the road where somebody takes, you know, five years of podcast episodes and goes, wow, this guy said the N word a lot. And it doesn't really matter what the context is. Right. Like, I'm just saying from Joe Rogan's standpoint. First off, I guess, as as a fellow white person, um no, man, there's never a time where that word's okay. I just, I, I, I guess, like, that's where I, I'm at, uh, personally. But... I don't,
0: I, I personally, I mean, I don't have a dog in that fight, like, for, like, I don't have a hard-on for Joe Rogan, right. basically. I mean, it's, and it's I do like... either.
1: I'm just saying, like, if I said it, right, I mean, you wouldn't, get
0: exactly, you wouldn't, a pe- you, exactly, I, you you wouldn't be like,
1: like, oh, that's just Chris, you'd be like,
0: no, be like dude, my dude,
1: <laughs> what are you doing, right? Exactly, and like, and that's where, again, I feel like somebody needed to say that to Joe Rogan, like, hey, man, what? what was your thought process here right and he'd be like oh this and be like i get that that's probably the only time you should say but
0: but dude but here's my thing with him he's had snoop on his joint he's had dave Chappelle on his joint yeah uh he's had a lot of people and i'm sure they probably at some point heard him say it i don't know if he thought that was i I don't know if that was sign off or people saying like yo my dude i but that's that's where i'm that's where i'm just kind of like yeah, I know he's had a lot of people that you know that don't look like him on his show, that probably heard it, that probably you know somebody you know as big as their their team is, they probably said, Yo, you know your dude said this right, but he he did it like multiple times. That's either here or there. I just think to a point where it's like, like I'm not married to the word, but I'm not divorcing the word. Yeah, basically, I I use the word. I don't, and that's just. That's me putting pepper on my food. I don't care, yeah. and I know there's people in my in my I do community. The same that say, thing. No, you should not. Obviously. I swear to God, is that okay? <laughs> so there are people in my community. There's a big push for it. You know, there's a lot of black people that are saying like, "Yo, we shouldn't use that word at all." I'm like, "Nigga, please." I'm <laughs> i <if, laughs> I'm not even trying to hear you on that shit. I, I I'm going to use that word because it's it's a form of expression for me. I'm not asking you to agree with it. I've met people that are black that have actually pushed back, and I'm like, "Yo," and I respect what you're saying, but how I'm expressing myself, it's not harming anybody. You just don't like my choice of words, and that's fair. But it's a word I'm going to, I'm probably going to use when I'm expressing myself in this manner, and let's move on. It's not a big deal. You can't negate my points because I, you know. I dro- I said a real word. Yeah. It's it's okay. Now, I'm not giving Joe Rogan a pass. No. Nor nor am I indicting like the people that have been on his on his podcast that could have or would have should have or whatever should have addressed it with him. Um it's, I don't care, but I do think that it's a matter of, you know, was he contrite in his his apology? He seemed like he was legit. Yeah. Um And I'm not trying to like bash him. Um, that's just,
1: that's the other thing is that I think like at the end of the day, I don't think that Joe Rogan is like a bad person, right? Like, I don't think that he's out here intentionally trying to spread misinformation. I don't think, but
0: what I, what I, I do, I disagree with that though. Okay. I disagree with the, I think that, and it goes back to my original point. If we're going to, if we, we can't take critical thinking, and you know honest open dialogue and and turn it in real conversations and Mm -hmm. turn them into buzzwords because if you do that you do you will not actually have any accountability as a person or you will not feel the responsibility to say hey i don't agree with that and this is why to the person you're having that conversation with so
1: i I i totally agree i guess with with the rogan stuff i think and we talked about this a little bit last week with chris and matt that like some of the guests that he has on there, he's not the person to sit there and push back on some of that stuff, right? Like, I don't think as, as you know, well-versed in these things as he might be, right? Like pushing back on Jordan Peterson's climate change, uh, you know, uh, comments. First
0: of all, Jordan Peterson is like a, he's a weapon waiting to explode. He is,
1: I know, and I, and I get that too, right? Like, even from Joe Rogan's perspective, I get like, you're sitting there like, oh man, I get this guy on my podcast, like we're gonna get a whole bunch of eyeballs, right? like he's a businessman at the end of the day i get that like that's his job is to make money to make his podcast popular to do things that he thinks are going to draw more attention and more eyeballs sometimes that's being controversial sometimes that's bringing people on who are going to say stuff that he may not ultimately agree with but he's also not going to sit there and disagree with them and that's where i feel like there's more of a personal responsibility on Joe Rogan that if you're going to bring these people on your podcast, either you need to have another person on there that can have that conversation with them and provide the counterpoints or you yourself need to have your team prepare you so that you can have and engage in those conversations.
0: Or just be adult enough to say, Hey, I don't understand what you're saying. Sure. I, there have been many times there, like, you were you were there when I I literally told the CEO of a company, I don't agree with what you're saying. I didn't know that particular industry that we were working in. I was new to it. Yeah. But I was very comfortable with saying, I don't believe that's right, based on my experience and based on my skill set. And
1: I'm probably being a little nice to Joe Rogan right now. You shouldn't be. No, I'm not saying that I should be. Um I don't know. I'm with you. Like I watched the apology video just cuz I was kind of curious. And I do think that like there's an element like I do believe that he's like, "Hey, I messed up." You know? Like and yeah, I messed up sure. a lot. Um but I, yeah, I the
0: funniest thing he said was if he has to say that you're not racist, yeah he, then you've already messed up. up. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I
1: mean, at least like he and that's part of it, I think, right? Is like he recognizes that. And and right. but But I I am still, like, frustrated at times because I'm like, dude, you're providing a a platform to millions of listeners for the people that you bring on your show. And sometimes that's awesome, right? Like, he had the dude that infiltrated – not even, like, infiltrated, but that made friends with, like, multiple KKK – members on the show that was one of the episodes that i watched and it was so interesting just to hear that guy talk it wasn't about joe rogan i didn't give a shit what joe rogan had to say i wanted to listen to what that guy had to say But chris
0: that's my point from last week like you we can't sit here and like these we put people as a society on a pedestal yeah but it doesn't we should not like we should, we should not just give up our responsibility to have an opinion about what they're doing and what they're not doing. Sure, And that's, that's my point. And it's like, look, I don't disagree with you, but it's also to this, in that same vein, it's like, but why wouldn't you ask the question? Like we all have either. You're just that.
1: Yeah. And, it, and that's, just that's not, where it, I think there it, is an element of disingenuousness, right? Like I do think yeah. that he is more willing to, to let people come on and say whatever they want without pushing back even on things where he may not agree with it or, or flat out knows that then what that's, the person is then saying, that's, that's on him. Yes. And I agree. Like those are the things that he absolutely deserves criticism for. Like I would, I don't know, maybe argue that that deserves more criticism than whether or not he said the N words a few times, but
0: sure. I, and I, I agree. Like I think the principles and the values that people try to put on public display and it's, you know, I could look at Joe Rogan and say the same thing about uh, Mr. Kanye West, right? Again, he's in the news again for some crazy banana stuff. Man, you, you know really how to he's
1: get Chris back on the podcast, aren't you? Man,
0: <laughs> but I <laughs> know
1: I'm just kidding. My, I know
0: my point is genuine. Like the way he's handling his divorce, yeah. As a person that's been through that, I'm like, yo, he's foul. Yeah.
1: Like
0: everything you're doing is foul.
1: Yes. I mean, and, so... like, granted, Kanye is probably not uh, the best person mentally equipped to go through something as mentally destructive as a divorce can be right And
0: humbling. Yeah, as a divorce, exactly. Right.
1: And it would be great to some degree to see Kanye come out on the other side of this and be like, man, I learned a lot, you know, like shit I was doing in my life wasn't sure. right. And it wasn't a great experience, but I'm a better person because of it now. And I've moved on and I'm, you know, whatever. But I my, don't but my, expect any of that to happen from Kanye. <laughs> but my
0: my critique, my, uh, my critique holds true, right? It's, it's like you we should be able to – if we're going to have these honest and real conversations, we should be able to say unapologetically, this is wrong. Yes. And I, and I think our society has gotten to this really us versus them mentality way too deep. Well, in the end, we've, we've
1: opinionated right and wrong, right? We've made right and wrong a subjective – uh, measurement as opposed to an objective right. measurement right well do you feel that it was right did you mean to hurt that person well if you didn't mean <laughs> it and I mean right these are the conversations I have with my eight-year-old where it's like you know what I didn't mean to do that and I'm like but it still happened right and like ultimately somebody's responsible for that happening and because you were the person <laughs> who was standing there when the glass fell over and you were the one who touched the glass it's your it's job all to you clean know. It up. like i'm not mad i'm just saying like you're the one who's got to clean that stuff up so
0: so ndiree it, it kind of connects to joe rogan her points in you know doing a compliment you know compilation of you know joe rogan dropping the in bomb yeah. and, and stuff like that her points was di- were different from uh neil young mm-hmm. right uh
1: yeah i mean so because like, gonna... neil young and the other joni mitchell and those artists it was exclusively around the covid19 misinformation stuff right, right. yeah
0: I I think that what we're not careful or we're not being careful of as a society especially as a country is the the burning topics that we have they need acknowledgement okay. like true and genuine acknowledgement.
1: I acknowledge that.
0: <laughs> I love that. That was great. <laughs> uh but we're we're passing this on and we're using we're cramming like honesty and truth into buzzwords we that is like it's become our default so quickly and it's so lazy it's like the most lazy thing you can do to try to solve a problem these are the things that we we struggle with are problems but we're like yeah but i'm going to have an honest conversation i'm going to be real with this person no you're not you're not going to tell them what they're doing hurts you or you know for example there's another person in minnesota that was killed Right by a police officer, no knock warrant. But we're not changing the laws. Right. We're literally not. We're not doing anything to change the laws. We're just which
1: essentially says that you know, from a government standpoint, we value police officers' lives more than innocent civilians.
0: But do we? Because we just let January sixth happen, and we're not prosecuting these people that you know you know, stormed our capital. Okay,
1: So, I mean, uh, see, this is, I go back and forth on this with the whole January 6th thing, because like what they've, they've prosecuted 450 or charged 450 individuals, right?
0: They're still, and they're still looking for 357, I think. Yeah. So like, yeah. they're
1: still tracking those down the whole, like the people in the government who may very likely have been involved in it. I think there's a, it's a more difficult case to build because they don't have like, the video evidence of these people storming into the Capitol. Right. Um, and so to some degree, like I am willing to say there must be something going on behind the scenes. Now that only gives you so much time, right? Sure. Like we're seeing right now to some degree, like the results of what happens when you don't move more quickly. But I also don't want this country to move to the point where it's like, I mean, shit, we had a dude who got elected essentially because he chanted lock her up. Like, and now a lot of us on the other side are sitting here, lock him up, right? Like, do you, why do this you really dude believe he
0: got elected because no, of that?
1: But I'm like the irony, I guess that, that a, that the guy that we're now trying to, that we're saying like belongs in jail was the one who was just kind of throwing around, like, we'll throw this person in jail, throw that person in jail, throw this person in jail. We don't really need proof. We just know that they did it right. And do it to some extent. I feel like that's where this like. That is the desire from certain people within that certain crowd where it's like, we know he did it. It doesn't matter if you can find evidence. Just put the man in jail. He's too dangerous to be out here by himself. I'm not disagreeing that the man isn't dangerous. But at the same time, like, I don't think that you can just completely circumvent the political, like, the justice system in order to put this one person in, you know, like, I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. That's part of what I'm struggling with right now.
0: I don't disagree with that, but I think the issue is that we, we, as this, like, literally it goes back to what I'm saying. We don't acknowledge the problem. What is the actual problem? We literally just, we, we want to, we dance around the problem so frequently and so, so smoothly that we make t-shirts, we get a hashtag, we do all these things aside from addressing the actual problem. Brianna Taylor, for example, no knock warrant yep. died, right? Yep. And as a, even forget the federal level, we can't even decide in our own communities that we don't want to be a part of that problem. We don't acknowledge the problem. Like, I, I, I don't know how we get beyond race when we can't acknowledge the problem. I don't know how we get beyond, um, you know, I, I don't know how we get beyond a lot of things we, we that we just don't acknowledge. We can't just, yeah. but you know, you know, how humbling it is for me to say, yeah, um, I don't know. Right. Or I never looked at it that way. And there has been many, like I have, I have spent most of my life trying to understand other people before myself. And then once I understand them, I can actually say, no, but Chris, I, I, I understand why that feels that way. Here's my experience. I spend more of my time trying to understand the other person, and acknowledging what they're saying. I may not agree 100%. I still listen to NPR, not because I ever intentionally wanted to, right. but because I didn't understand How what people were radio. saying to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you see my point? Yeah.
1: No, I do. Was, I mean, I, like, there was part of me that for a while there was doing the same thing with certain other news channels. Where it was kind of like mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I need to at least see the headlines that the craziness is inspiring, right? Um, oh, you can't do that. No, and <laughs> it is—it's it, really frustrating. Um, I I, I don't know, man. I, I I hear what you're saying. Like, I think it has become so incredibly difficult to have honest conversations. Um, I don't know why that is. I don't know what like where the breakoff point started. Where did we divert from? this. And I, but at the same time, like I, I remember growing up where it was like, Oh, you don't talk about politics or religion at the, you know, but why not? Right. Exactly. Cause you're going to upset somebody because somebody is not going to feel the same way about it that you do. And it's like, well, what's wrong with that? Why, why do we all have to agree on the same things in order to be friendly with each other? You know, like, well, it's not even
0: about being friendly. And I've, I've, I know I've talked about like meeting a, uh, an actual lobbyist at a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And, um, It was hard to kind of like, you know, he assumed because I'm black, I was a Democrat and I was a registered Republican. Doesn't mean that never meant I I voted straight ticket across anything, just meant that, no, I don't agree with that. You know, Uh, case in point for context, uh, social programs, you know, i.e. more lazily focused welfare. I know people that sell food stamps. I know people that are like legit like just game in the system. I think that part is terrible and we should eliminate that. But I also believe that we should help people that are like, you know, going through a tough time. Uh, but I also was willing to listen to what he said. He, he had already pre, like, he already knew that I should be voting for at the time as Barack Obama. It's like, no, I don't really, I, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Like I don't think that. like yeah, I'm like, no, I, I, no, I do not. I, I don't think I, and this is why. But he shut me off, and I'm like, all right, well, let me understand what you're saying. And as I understood what he was saying, he was telling me how his family was like a third generation blah, 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 and the, the DNC and the state party and blah, blah, blah. He's now a lobbyist. And I'm like, so that's, that's interesting. So what lobby is it? And he told me. I'm like, well, that's kind of random. <laughs> I'm like, can you tell me more about why that's actually a, a, a legit lobby? Then he told me more of the details. I'm like, oh, now I understand. Yeah. But I was willing to like have that conversation to understand him and then I shared my point of view. It wasn't the other way around. Like Somebody's got to be the adult in the conversation. Like, And, and it can't be that you're... You, you, I, I think the issue that we're, we're dancing around as a society, especially as a country, is that we automatically assume that the other person's wrong. Sure.
1: I do. It I all think the
0: time. that's Oh, well, you gave me I got a 2 for this episode. Like I'm literally like living my be- my best life. It was not about winning at the time, no, it was I'm, about the long game. I see that now. And that's <laughs> And I I think <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was right then. I'm like, yeah, I'm right. It'll, no, it'll but right I mean on. like look But that's I, a good example though, yeah. Yeah, and
1: I'm just as guilty. Like I will driving down the road, if I see a Trump sticker on the back of a car, I am assuming some pretty awful things about that person. Right. Right. Granted, it's 2022. If you do still have a Trump sticker on the back of your car, I you might be not lost. be that wrong, <laughs> but but it, it isn't. It isn't fair, you know, like it's not fair to sit there and assume like, just like it wouldn't be any fair more fair to say somebody with a Biden Harris, you know, bumper sticker and assume something on that, you know, it's, i i just i don't know it, it's i
0: think i think the course correction we did or, or we're trying to do is an over it's an over course correction
1: okay
0: we're we're oversteering like big time
1: which way i'm just kind of like because um, i felt like
0: to the opposite to the opposite of whatever we whatever's being presented to us it's a it's a complete oversteer like the it has nothing to do with. It's not a part like most of the issues that people talk about, that bring up the talking points. They're not partisan, right? They're just not it's like, I want good schools. Yeah, okay. We all do. But but CRT, what are you talking about?
1: Well, there's a school district in California that was thinking about teaching it. So the entire country needs to shut it down before it breaks out. Right? Now that wasn't the case with coronavirus, but <laughs> CRT.
0: but you see, but the contradictions and the 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 over like the oversteer is like, it's insane. Yeah, like you want good schools, I want good schools also. But what's the problem CRT? But from my understanding, it's being taught in grad grad school level. It, and it's being taught in law school legitimately
1: tried to teach the actual course curriculum of CRT to elementary, middle or high school students, they wouldn't wouldn't understand what the hell you're talking about. But what happened is that CRT became equated with anything dealing with America's racist past. So anytime that we talked about slaves or white people owning slaves or you know, people felt bad. Yeah, exactly. As they should. Yeah, people felt bad, and so that made them uncomfortable. And they said, "I don't want to feel bad and uncomfortable in school. You can't make me do that. It's not even but them. It's, not, it's they, you can't they, make my kids think bad and bad and uncomfortable things about their ancestors."
0: Here's the re- here's the reality. Like the fact that people feel bad is actually a good thing. Yes. Right.
1: But they don't see because it, that it shows
0: way. it shows a level of compassion.
1: Yes, a level of empathy. Yeah, exactly. Which like, is something that we, we want... touched on that you have to have in order to have these real conversations with people like, yeah, but that that's what I don't know. I mean, it I don't think that it's just like magically our empathy went away. But I I don't know, like, I,
0: I, one would argue,
1: maybe, right,
0: one would, ar- one would argue, because like, the, the, again, back to the original point. Let's move beyond race. Yeah. Okay but let's acknowledge the, the issue that the other person's bringing to us. Can we do that? Uh, I don't like how that feels. It's
1: hard to do that when we're not acknowledging the reason for that problem, which is race.
0: (laughs) no, it's not even about race. It's about what they had, what they experience. right? Let's acknowledge their pain points. This is what you learned for anybody out there. That's getting an MBA or you're trying to learn business. One of the, the, the biggest like secret sauces is understanding like, the problem, you have to understand the problem.
1: So I have to to illustrate this point, I have to tell a story from our e area days. Um, when Andre and I first started working on the same team together for the second time. Um, one of the things that Andre talked about was this right we need to identify where things are breaking in our system where are our pain points what are causing the most problems here so that we can make those areas more efficient to make the whole team more efficient and so we would literally sit down for like two hours every week with the entire team and just map out our processes talk about how we currently did things what the ideal way to do them was where we you know we're or experiencing the most you know, bottlenecks or pain points and how we could possibly alleviate them. And then we mapped all of that stuff and provided it to management so that they then understood what all of our processes were and why certain things took as long as they did. And magically, we started becoming a much more efficient and well-working team once we actually understood, once every individual understood what everybody else's responsibility was within the process, right? That, and what their own specific responsibilities were, so they weren't doing somebody else's job.
0: It's pretty simple.
1: It is, and I don't even have an MBA.
0: <laughs> Neither do I.
1: <laughs> I went we to work for the Hard knocks.
0: <laughs> My dude, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> it's but a hard but knock I, life for. And, us. and that's. And I I just like, I'm not trying to minimize the issues that people have, but it's, I'm just trying to understand it. And I don't under, like conceptually, I do not disagree with the problem. What I disagree with fundamentally is the fact that you have two opposing parties for what they're choosing to oppose each other. Yeah. As, as opposed to saying, let me, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding what you're saying like that is super complicated to do because you have to put your pride in your back pocket. You have
1: to admit that you don't know everything walking into the conversation.
0: Yeah. Right. Doesn't, doesn't mean you're not intelligent. Just means that however the other person's articulating the issue, isn't making sense to you. And I think that is a, you know, I think politicians example, I think, you know, celebrities right now example, because I know I've heard like rumors that, uh, whoopi goldberg is like not okay with the fact she guys to spend it for two weeks and and this is how we start the avalanche effect of of just chaos mm-hmm. because we we choose like we the problem starts like this something hurt something broke something didn't make sense it's never it's typically never like i i can't think of any problem even like interpersonal problems that you deal with they never not involve another person. Right. So it's never a singular like person's responsibility of the problem or the issue. So I struggle with understanding like, well, why don't they just ask the question? People are afraid. Or why don't they,
1: I mean, I, I, I can speak from experience that like, there are times where asking that question, like you said, I mean, that's, it's putting yourself out there. It's making yourself very vulnerable. Um, and and maybe it shouldn't be that way you know I don't I don't know that you should necessarily feel that way but I uh, something inside me has done that for a long time where I'm afraid sometimes to ask the questions whether it's I'm afraid of what the answer is gonna be you know like I'm I don't know or I'm worried that the answer is going to be something that I don't want to (laughs) hear and so it's better I'm like well If that might be the answer, maybe I'm just better off not knowing, but it's not like, I mean, in the end, like it doesn't do you any better to ignore the problem or to try and pretend like it doesn't exist or to just stick your head in the sand and say like, well, it's a problem, but it's this other person's problem. You know, they're the ones who are struggling with this. Like I do that sometimes too, where, you know, I, I look at a situation. I'm like, I don't know what else I could be doing better. And then I sit down and I talk with the person on the other side of it and they're like, no, these are the three things that you could be doing better that would make it really like, significantly better for me and i go well fuck you know
0: yeah and it's super it's not i mean i'm not again i'm not trying to minimize it but i'm just i'm noticing a lot that and it's across how we how we consume media how we consume entertainment how we consume um the news how we consume information in general where we're it's super quick to pick a side well and i i just think that that's important. You have to have your you're going to have your bias, yeah. right? You have to have an opinion. But it shouldn't be the resolution. <laughs> right? My, my opinion, my opinion is never my resolution.
1: I have I think I have a good story to, to share that kind of helps to illustrate some of these points. So there's a um, a subreddit called choosing beggars. There's also another one called begging choosers. And it's basically people who are asking for something, but are being you know, at a, either a ridiculously low cost or for no money whatsoever, but are also (laughs) being like, but it needs to be super like people who are like, Oh, I need a nanny to watch my five kids seven days a week, you know, 40 hours or, you know, 24 hours a day. And I, I, but I can only pay you $75 a day, you know, or something like that. Like, okay. God bless you. Right. Exactly. Um, so I was on Twitter one morning and I saw some tweet, about like a indie game developer who was like, hey, anybody out there wanna make free music, right? I just, I'm thinking like three or four (laughs) songs and some sound effects. And as somebody who makes music, I kinda looked at it and was like, oh, only three or four songs, that's all you need, right? Oh, you just want free sound effects? Yeah, (laughs) let me whip those up for you real quick. And so like I screenshotted it and I put it up on Choosing Beggars. And I got a bunch of replies that were kind of like, oh, you know, wow, like that's pretty ballsy. Or, you know, same thing, like, oh, only three or four songs. You know, I had made the comment that like, you you can download royalty-free music, you can get free sound effects, which I do all the time for our podcast. Like, that stuff's out there if you really just want to take the time to look for it. But this one dude, would not get off the freaking thread like every single time that i made a point he was coming back and just like no 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 and like it started getting into one of those things where it was like i felt like i had to win this argument right like i had started it and i'm like this guy's just being a dick like no matter what i say he's just like nah, 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 nah. nah. then we went back and forth a bunch right and i i started being kind of a troll and, and he did too like we both started just kind of trolling each other
0: That's why I don't mess with Twitter anymore because it... Oh, this was on Reddit.
1: (laughs) This was on Reddit. So it gets even worse on Reddit. And so then um, the next day, right, I'm looking at it and I'm rereading it and I'm reading through some of the comments and I'm like, you know what? Maybe this guy was actually right. Maybe this doesn't really belong here. Maybe I was being a little harsh and maybe my responses to him were more in my trying to defend my original position as opposed to actually like taking in any of this new information and considering that I might have been wrong in the first place. And so I found one of his comments and I said, Hey man, you know what? I thought about it and you're right. Like I probably was being a little bit critical. It it does seem like he's just an indie developer. He's putting the game out for free. I probably shouldn't have posted this here and I'm sorry that, you know, we kind of got into it going back and forth and he came back and he was like, Hey, that's cool, you know. It's all good. Like it happens. I think I said like yesterday was a really shitty day, and I think I was just of t- taking it out on the internet. And he was like, "Hey, man, happens to all of us, you know. Hope you have a good day." Then, like six hours later that night, I get a notification that's like, "So and so replied to a comment." I'm like, "Oh, he replied to another comment," and I look, and it's like <laughs> it's it's one of my earlier comments, but it's him being a fucking asshole again, and I'm like. What the fuck man? we totally cleared this up, I thought we were cool and so I was just like, what are you doing? and he was like just saying and then like f- I found another one and I'm like, dude, what the fuck I thought we were cool and he was like finally he's like, oh shit, I'm sorry like Reddit gave me a notification that these two comments were new. I thought you had come back and started talking shit again. I didn't even look at the timestamp on the comments. Like, that's my bad. And then, like, an all bold is like, hey, everybody, please disregard all my asshole comments above. And so I was just like, haha, it's all good. Like, you know, I'm glad that we were able to clear that up because it was really confusing. And then I think my, my bold message is like, look, everybody, you can disagree and still be friends on the internet, like, <laughs> but that's what it takes. Right? Like at the end of the day, both of us were interacting with each other. And I do, but I think, I don't know if it's social media that's necessarily pushed it this way, but I think there is an element of every interaction feels like it's a zero sum game, right? If I yeah. don't win this interaction, then you're getting something out of me that I wasn't prepared to give up. And so I need to be ready at all times to argue and shoot down and to win every interaction and conversation that i have and it's just the worst possible way to approach personal interactions
0: yeah the the, the ledge is there the ledge is always there right and i i think that you know one thing that i try to remember in my own like my own interaction with people hey what are my principles what, what are my values if you watch when you watch our previous episode with our ki- with my kids on it, our kids, you'll notice you'll you'll notice that <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I I don't have to agree with what they're saying, but I I pause to understand them,
1: except for when you interrupt right? them and say no, that's not true.
0: Yeah, because sometimes. <laughs> it, it's, it's,
1: <laughs> I was just laughing because there was a moment and not the, the last episode but the one before <laughs> when I was at area this week and he was Chris was saying something he was just like no 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 but that's not true. Like you just straight up <laughs> cut him off. And we're like, no, false truth. Drop. No, like it was, it was hilarious. I loved but, by the way, like it was great having your kids on. And, I, but, and that was one of the things that I really appreciate. My mom was laughing because uh, you know, you and I were talking on the phone when I was here at the office the other day and she was listening in the background and we were talking about the, you know, the, your kids being on and some of that stuff. And she was just like, so Andre didn't know what his kids were going to say when they came on the podcast. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I don't think he like coached him or anything, but I think, you know, yeah, there were some things where he was just like, no, like, what,
0: <laughs> what are you saying? You know?
1: And but I was like, you know, but the cool thing is, is that it wasn't like, all right, you know, podcast over, you know, or, right. or like you're saying, like, go to your room. It was like, all right, look we had all that conversation with Chris in the first one, and it was so good that we invited him back to come back the second time right and I think yeah. the conversation in our second episode was even better than the one we had in the first one so
0: and it's it's not a matter of like it, one upmanship is not um it's not my intent right it's never it's never my intent i can always my so let me just like bring this all together. My wife still tells me I speak slowly.
1: But do you carry it, oh no that speaks softly <laughs> carry a big
0: stick <laughs> yeah yeah she's like why don't you like hurry up and s-. i'm like because i'm thinking right because sometimes i'll hear something that somebody says and i've i'm not trying to formulate an answer because you know it's not fair and i have to kind of like weigh what i'm thinking and there are times when my brain's like yeah but they didn't say it like that i'm like okay so let me try to make sure so it's an it's been intentional about trying to understand people and that's private and publicly.
1: Yeah.
0: We, have, we as a society have lost that ability and we're, we're not lost it. We, we suppressed it.
1: We became disinterested with it to some degree. Yeah. Right. Like I think, yeah, there seems to be this feeling of other people are not as important as me, you know, like what's going on in my life is ultimately the most important thing. and. Again, like, I don't know that social media necessarily created that, but I cert- think it certainly led to it. It's exasperated. Yeah, exactly. It's... Like a speeding up of that impact or that belief. And again, this is, I say this not as somebody that's like, I'm immune to all of this. Like, these are things that I've experienced myself, you know, in my own social media interactions and stuff like that, to the point where I pulled way back. and you know, like, we talked about it before on the podcast, where I cleaned out my Facebook feed, I went through my Instagram feed, like, Twitter, all of those got trimmed way back to a couple of people, more or less, like, and it's not, it's mostly just because I got really tired of all the other noise. And it was harder to spot the noise with more stuff in my feed.
0: And the way we manage our our, uh, Twitter account is like, for anybody out there, um, we both have access to it we both don't always chime in yeah i like, will totally to
1: be... pretend to be andre sometimes on there <laughs> using the n-word all over the place no, no. i
0: swear on my right toe <laughs> Yeah, you know, my people that does not happen <laughs> no he went he went for the joke i respect him for that but that does not happen I had to bring it ever. back full
1: circle no but you're absolutely right like i it is um the the whole Twitter experience is fun for me now because I am hardly ever on my personal Twitter. I almost do I do almost all of my interactions now through our Twitter, and there's two reasons for it. One, because I want to drive more interactions and and you know visibility for our Twitter page, um, but two, because I like the fact that like <laughs> you and I both got into an argument at the same time with the same person in the same thread. Like, and it was one of these where Andre had like started it and he, he was going back and forth with this guy. And like, I saw that I had some notifications. So I'm like, Oh, what's going on Twitter? And I was like, Oh, Andre started an argument with this guy. Well, I have this to say, you know, like, and, chimed in. and at no point did either of us like sign, you know, the tweet. So there was there was no way this guy knew that he was arguing with two different people at the yeah. same time. But I went back and read it and I'm like, God, it's kind of scary how good we are at just pretending to kind of be like and not that we're the same person, Yo, but he got but, he
0: got so much smoke from two different people well, he like, did. The and, same smoke but my favorite
1: part was because this was an argument over you know Republicans and Democrats and why Republicans are so much better than Democrats and all this stuff, and so we had just published episode ninety two which was Democrats can't govern anything period, and so the last thing that i I sent to him, I was like before you assume that we're card carrying Democrats. please consider at least enjoying some of our podcast and shared that one. I'm like, we try to call it like we see it on both sides when it's, it's applicable. And his response was, you know, good luck with the podcast. I may just do that. So again, like all of the smoke back and forth. And we managed to at least somewhat end it on a potentially like positive note. I have no idea whether or not that guy ever came and listened to the podcast, but if you did good on you, Andre and I were trying to like, fuck with you or anything it's just when i see my guy going at somebody or you know getting into <laughs> it with somebody online and i'm like but i have something to share like
0: <laughs> i'm gonna do that so and it, it's and i i think that all in all and i'll, and I'll sum it up with this because I, I think it's important we had we just have to do a better job of like um and, and i've talked extensively about the fact that it's really easy to get caught up in the uh, the just the the stream of consciousness of a, of our society, where I, I've assumed that people are racist and they're they're really nice to me, and I feel guilty for do you know that's my faith going like why are you judging people just for some you know yeah. how they look or and and that's what you're or not what really doing does on TV. I are, yeah, I, whatever. <laughs> Like,
1: <laughs> like, and I, Kanye I don't want is smoke. not in that conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want. I'm I'm not trying to smoke it. Kanye on that. And yeah, I, I know. I that. want to reiterate this, and I've talked to my kids about this. Look, if we lose the ability to call out like things for what they are, because we're trying to like you know give people a pass, then we're we're fooling ourselves. Yeah,
1: there's right. There's when um, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week with. Chris and Matt and it was kind of interesting to hear from their perspective right the the I don't know what else to call it so I'm just gonna call it a talking point of everything's becoming too PC right. And I don't know like is that that's part of what I was wondering when you made the comment that we're overcorrecting right like a over course correcting or oversteering is that do you feel like that's part of it that it's like this push to make everything accepted and everything is is part of this safe space and so we stop losing the ability to you know identify things that don't really belong there where is it our responsibility to draw that line like that's that's part of where I'm I'm trying to figure out
0: I- so that's a that's a good question, I I really think that um, the answer to that question is the fact that you have two opposing sides um, that have that have found this middle ground PC, mm-hmm. and they don't like the line,
1: yeah,
0: right. So you, if you go back and look at how uh, what's his name Andrew Carrera, he won at. Um, AOC saying if she was if she was fat and sixty nobody would be listening to her, where she had said like probably two or three weeks pre- prior to that that people were give, you know giving her crap because her her boyfriend or fiance was wearing sandals, mm-hmm. um, so she, you know you get, they had these weird sexual ideas about her and you know and it's like you know, they're feeding off each other, right? her fiance wearing like,
1: sandals has some weird yeah. sexual thing what the. F-
0: so I yeah, people man. like, yeah, people were going at her because like, you know, it's been said in the, the political right side of the argument that people listen to her because she's young and pretty. Sure. Right. Um, and then on the, I mean, I'm not going to say well,
1: that it hurts, right?
0: Well, I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying it helps,
1: a... but I'm just saying it probably doesn't hurt.
0: <laughs> well, I, but I, but as a person that's not traditionally like liberal, I think that's kind of. God, I thought you were going to say
1: traditionally my, not good looking, and I'm like, do I really have to sit here and tell you how good looking it goes, you are but, on this podcast? It goes huh? to my
0: point. It goes to my point. That's why we can't get beyond race, right? Okay. We we turn things into stupid binaries that stop the conversation, and I I think that you know that holds true on both sides. Sure where you like you can objectify somebody, or you can, you know, turn somebody into a villain just by the words you use on on what they say to you. How, what your response is, and I think that's super petty. Like I don't. No, I think
1: that's that's a really good point, right? I think we we've gotten to a point where when you don't have a legitimate. <laughs> where there is no legitimate political discourse to steal a term from the Republican national <laughs> convention. Yeah,
0: that's a new bag. yeah. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Um, then what do you do? Right? Like you start slandering. Um, God, yeah. somebody, I had this quote the other day, but it's like slander is the, uh, I don't know. It's basically it's not it, 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 slander is what you resort to when you don't have any argument left to make. So you start sure. trying to discredit the person who's making the argument and it's, one of the things that I th- I want to say that it was my like junior, sophomore, junior year history teacher. He was the same teacher both years, so I don't remember which year he said it. But um, it was like he was talking about Jimmy Carter and because Jimmy Carter was a had been divorced, if I recall correctly, before he yeah. was elected president. And he was talking about how important the family was like the nuclear family in the American society and all that. And there were a bunch of people who were like, well, what does he know? He's divorced. Right. And my history teacher's point was just because the person who's sending the message may be flawed, doesn't mean the message itself is flawed.
0: Or even better yet does divorce like, uh, and, and this, this, that's actually a good statement to make, because I think that even in, in, uh, religious conservative circles, they look at divorce as a flaw. Yeah, as a right? failure. And I would challenge that with, w- through my divorce, I became a better husband and father, right? Um, Which is something that so,
1: church and religion is supposed to help you do anyways, right? So like, if, right. if going through your divorce helped you to be a better person, like, not that you choose to go through it again, like, Oh, yeah, that was, was fun. Let's do it again. But you probably also <laughs> wouldn't look back on it and say, man, like, I wish I could have just stayed the same imperfect person, you know, and not had to go through my divorce. Like to some degree, you look at it and you say, yeah, that sucked. But ultimately what I got out of it was so much more valuable than the pain right. and suffering that I had to deal with while going through it.
0: Yeah. I mean, Joe's always saying like we're giving, you know, big ups or like, you know, my relationship with my kids. Well, a lot of that is a product because I went through something that I didn't want to go through ever again. Yeah. It made me to, it, it caused me to reevaluate my priorities. So I, I, I think where it goes back to what I said before, like we've drawn lines and when it comes to some, you know, like collective social, you know, uh, like dialogue, which is PC, but we don't like where the line's drawn. Yeah. And both people cross the line just because it's, you know, it's, it's super expedient to get a point across. Uh, it goes back to what I've said before, like, yo, know, uh, Democrats have a tendency to promise hope. And Republicans operate out of a level of fear. Well, in the middle of that, you don't like where the line's drawn, and you're going to react appropriately. Okay. So, my, my my thought that my thought is basically like, look, I, I don't have a solve for it, but I can tell you like practical things that number one, like the the biggest issue, it's not a, it's never a solo problem. It's it's going to require that we really embrace what interpersonal skills are, and actually, and it's not about reaching across the aisle or any any like nonsense like that. It's just genuinely saying, "Hey, I don't understand what you're saying, yeah, and I'm trying to, and I, I just don't get it." Um, it, it's not about playing you know, like you know playing both sides of the fence. It's like really trying to understand the other person, and and consciously, you know, acting out of that spirit of. I'm trying to understand you because like, whether it's you or somebody else, and I, I would tell people this, even when I fired them <laughs> and it's, it's a very honest principle, whether it's here or somewhere else, I want you to be happy. Like I really do. Yeah. And I'm telling you these things because they, they don't support what you're trying to do for, for, for your family or, you know, or the goals you have, I have fired people and told them that, hey, look, this is not a personal thing. I'm just telling you the behaviors you have are not conducive to this environment. And I want you to be happy. And I really, I really do care about you as a person. And I'm, you know, I'm telling you this because I value you as a person. We're breaking up, but this is where we're at. And I want you to be able to like take the information and do something different for the next pass. Even when people would quit, I would call them up and say, Hey, what happened? And they would tell me, and I'm like, Hey, I I really do appreciate because the things that you've told me, you know, not everything had merit. But for the things that were, you know, if somebody tells you something, there's if it's a ninety nine percent chance that it didn't happen, that one percent is should should make you think about and consider it. So that's what a real leader does. So my, my, the quest I have and just like looking and listening and trying to, you know, wrap my arms around this, they're not complicated problems, but we are, we're exalting things that shouldn't be exalted. We're, we're saying Joe Rogan's perhaps racist, maybe, maybe he is, maybe he isn't, it's not the point. The point is why does our society, you know, give different outcomes to different people? Right. But in even retrospect, but there was another person that made a comment that was very egregious towards black people and they were terminated. So what's the actual problem? Right. How do we have better conversations? How do we try to understand or even predicate our our conversations of, you know, if, if Whoopi Goldberg's conversation was, hey, as a black woman in America in my 60s, I struggle seeing that, you know, unless somebody told you, they were Jewish. They would be discriminated against. The way I've seen discrimination, sure. Maybe that's not as you know clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> right. If Joe Rogan's saying, "Hey, I'm not trying to get a pass on you know using real word in a sentence," but this is why I feel you know whether I'm quoting somebody or whether you know I'm talking about an experience where people they, they associate the inner city of Philadelphia and blah blah blah. Maybe that's a different conversation. Yeah. Not giving anybody a pass, but it actually helps to have a better conversation. Yep. So my back to my point, we can't move beyond race. We can't move beyond a talking point culture until we can actually acknowledge the issues. Because the gap between the the issues and our reaction is basically like picking sides and, and like throwing, you know, we're, we're not going to move beyond the pain point of, race is a thing or, or gender is a thing or whatever we're not going to move beyond the point of well i've heard these three or five three to five talking points and this is what i feel comfortable talking about it doesn't really it doesn't encapsulate everything i'm trying to express but i'm comfortable talking about this with you yep. and that's where we have the issue yep. and i haven't put a lot of thought into that but no just uh, like an
1: hour's worth <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, like that, that's kind of what I think. I, yeah. I just think that, like, yo, it's, it can't be that complicated. We've got to be, we should be striving and thriving to be bigger than the problem, and I think we're smarter. I think we're smart enough as a society to figure that out, and we've done it so in recent hist- history, such as 9/11, such as you know, uh, the murder of George George Floyd. And the ancillary things, and you know, unfortunately, of Brianna Taylor. But what chips away at that is that we still have the same laws that we don't do anything about. We know we can't we can't acknowledge those things. We can't decide that um, we want to get to the root of it and talk about the real things as opposed to what we're comfortable talking about. So, in, in, in your mind, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, there is the issue, right? Let's so let's say. We're, we're going to talk about uh, let, let's say move beyond race on this on this side of the uh, ravine. And on this side we have the conversation. The conversation can't be the you know a, a comfort zone. It's got to be basically we have to build a bridge and literally want to build a bridge to say, I acknowledge and the minute you can say I, I acknowledge this pain point you have, you close the gap and you can have the real conversation. The talking points keep you so far away. You can't get, you'll never solve the problem. That's the bridge. In races, like, even though it's a social construct, and I, I believe that the, the, the charge against, against ethnicities that have more social power and social, uh, standing than other ethnic groups is so huge you should want to just out of a moral obligation to, to kind of fix that yeah because we all want the same damn thing and that's the gap i i see it, this is the issue so race is something i brought up but it's not the only thing that is you know, it's not indicative only of race and but the only thing that's a constant is the conversation and it can't be talking points it can't be that comfort zone it's got to be you know rolling up your sleeves and and trying to get to know the other person
1: absolutely (sighs) yeah that was a lot
0: man hopefully i got that out of my head because i've been thinking about 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 it it. it's been yeah (laughs) i want to talk about somebody i somebody and something i rock with i want to give a shout out to the uh, cosmic wonder on youtube he's another one in the arsenal of things i listen to with uh marvel and superhero entertainment uh so thank you very much watched a couple of your episodes today uh, very good white noise and that's not, <laughs> not um, a racist thing it's not a racist thing I, i'm not sure if i agree with you on the uh i think no that was uh worse too worse too was talking about uh world war hulk uh, I, I don't think i don't think that's going to happen but anyway the cosmic wonder thank you for doing what you do that's dope uh shout out to you and please keep making The great videos, I enjoy them very much. I don't have anybody
1: to rock with this week. Not because I don't rock with anybody. I just didn't prepare. Uh, So I apologize to everybody that I do rock with um, out there. Actually, no, I do have uh, one that I will shout out. So uh, West Virginia Uncommonplace is another podcast. Um, We are connected on Instagram and we've been chatting back and forth a little bit. He seems to do an amazing job with his promotions and the content that they put together on the podcast. He also partnered with us to share our QR code uh, stickers in major cities and stuff that he travels to. He's going to be sending stuff to us as well. So I wanted to make sure and give him a shout out um, because it's always great when we can support each other in the podcast realm and uh, help each other to grow. And so uh, not that we're probably going to do much to help West Virginia Uncommonplace Podcast grow based on their following and ours but they do do an amazing job and so i just wanted to make sure that uh give them a little i rock with this
0: okay so that you know we like to make sure we give people their flowers where they're here um because that's very important um there's a there there's i went to this stephen covey seminar back in the day and one of the most like painful exercises is the second habit of highly effective uh, the second habit of highly effective people mm-hmm. begin with the end in mind. Okay. And the exercise is you're sitting there in a room with all your coworkers and colleagues and the instructor says, "All right. So imagine you're at a funeral. The person that's there meant a lot to you." And you know, everybody's getting up and they're giving a eulogy you know, part of the eulogy and they're talking about all the good things, bad, and you know, funny stories of this person. They get fast forward because all that gets depressing. And then the, the the thing that made me think the most was the person's funeral you're at is you. What do people say about you on your last days? So one of my personal goals, uh since I, I in my twenties <laughs> is to try to make sure that um you know, I I try to live my values and principles because I don't know if a pink elephant's gonna crush my car tomorrow, but I wanna make sure that I, I let the people uh, I love, know I love them, the people that I can help, I help them because I want people to remember as, I want people to remember me as a person that tried to do the right thing, not because it was easy, but only because it was the right thing. So, uh, and hopefully we can all try to, you know, Dig within ourselves. And remember that we want to try to do the right thing, not because we're going to get notoriety, not because people are going to pat us on the back, but because it's merely the right thing. So get your flowers while you're here. I'm going to work my hardest every day, all day, to try to do the the best I can, when I can, however I can, to uh, you know lift people up and, and 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 be the person I see in my mind. Uh, I, I'm I'm yet to be that person, so. You know lord will and i have a little bit more time to get closer to it so uh, uh that's why I, I think it's important to talk about and share the people we rock with oh, yeah. but chris i'm glad we got to talk this week man i look forward to this every week mm-hmm. if you're listening to us audio version please go to youtube like subscribe hit that notification button subs- uh do all the things share it if you want to see more stuff we do or listen to more stuff we do you can check us out on soundcloud Ooh, let me pause uh, we are moving very slowly to Fireside FM.
1: <laughs> Riverside and Fireside.
0: Yeah. It gets a little confusing. We're moving, <laughs> we're moving very slowly to Fireside FM where you'll be able to. We're, we're definitely going to cut still distribute all of our content to all the platforms but we're moving our content from uh, soundcloud to fireside just for the analytics soundcloud is a great community we really love it and it actually helps us to build our confidence to keep doing this every week so we are still going to make sure that people on on, uh, soundcloud can listen to all of our rants but in the future you can always check us out on uh hopefully sooner than later uh, Fireside FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, tune in, And if you go to our website at chrisandandreshow.com, we have an RSS feed. If you haven't been to our new site or updated site, please check it out at com. It loads pretty fast. Pretty proud of that. Got all, all of our content up there. And uh, it, it looks really good, uh, except for that Peacemaker stuff. Chris, you want to say anything about that? No?
1: Yeah, all the Peacemaker no. stuff looks great. 'Cause I put it you, can always,
0: <laughs> you can always follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Look us up at Chris and Andre. You can send us comments at comments at Chris And we really do. Uh, we, well, well, even if we don't have a lot of people listening to us, I love talking to my brother right here every week. Oh, yeah. Gives me a chance to decompress. And uh, I love you, bro. I miss you. It's all good. I went to uh, a funny thing. I forgot to talk about this. I want to, oh, two funny things before we wrap right. up. Or three. I went to my niece's birthday on Sunday in, in a, a town that's like 30 minutes away. And my brother and his wife are doing the stupidest thing ever. So they have a daughter that is three. And my niece just turned two. And they give, like, it was my youngest niece's birthday. And they're giving them both presents on her on the youngest birthday, which is weird. And I'm like, yeah. I am going to play this out. Because I'm gonna start buying the dopest gifts just to see what happens. <laughs> because
1: uh, I don't feel like that's setting everybody else up for success in the long run there. That sounds like a bad not what you're gonna do, but just like giving gifts to people whose birthday oh, it isn't like no, it's not your
0: tactic. How do you break that chain? Yeah.
1: I don't know. That's tough.
0: I'm so like I told my brother and his wife, I'm like, yo, this is gonna get really bad for you, none of them know what you're doing. <laughs>
1: Hey, yeah, you, you done messed up now. Well, what was the
0: other funny thing? Oh, uh, oh, no, there's two more. Uh, my wife is watching, uh, our, we're, we're all dead. This Korean zombie flick on Netflix, mm-hmm. pretty insane, but we watched it in Spanish. So I didn't, I wasn't tuned into every, every episode, yeah. but when it was, when I saw it, it was in Spanish, which was really like, it was jarring for me. I'm like, yeah, this is totally in Spanish. And they're all like <laughs> South Korean. Uh. Great show. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm into the whole uh, Korean like novella yeah. format. It's kind of weird for me, uh, but it was actually a pretty good show. Uh, outside of that, and the last thing, no, oh my gosh, Jesus. last odd thing, and then something you're gonna really enjoy. Okay. I watched Reacher on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Great show. If you haven't watched it, please check it out. I mean, it's just, it's a really good show. It's kind of there's some plot holes in it, but it was overall a good show. Uh, we binge watch a lot of it on Saturday, Nice. then we finished up the rest of it yesterday, or yeah, yesterday. And then the final thing, I watched Peacemaker episode six.
1: Yeah, I still have to finish that. I watched the episode five, of, uh, Sunday night, I think
0: the ending of the show this is it great made me actually gain a little bit of respect for James Gunn. So who's vindicated now? Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> I didn't want—I didn't want it to be left unsaid. But when Thank I watched, I actually, I actually rewatched the ending twice because it was the show has been building to, and I said this before. Yeah. like I'm like it's—he's doing something, and I'm just trying to hold on there. But the ending of episode six, I was like, wow, that's awesome. Maybe. Maybe that's his medium. Maybe it's not movies because I don't think he gets he. I don't think he gets a shot to do what he did, what he's doing with this show. You have a lot more
1: time, right? Um, You're building them out in one hour increments as opposed to a two, two and a half hour finite. I mean, yeah, he's had six hours to tell this story versus the two and a half that he told the Suicide Squad story. Now, granted, I don't know that making the Suicide Squad into a TV show would have necessarily made it any better. No. But you're right in that maybe this is James Gunn's like preferred medium, and we can just let Taika Waititi direct all the rest of the Marvel films.
0: I'm probably against that, but I, I will I will oh, that's say added that to
1: our who sucks more at some point. <laughs> I didn't even think about that oh, one. I'll
0: tell you what, like James Gunn, like he he actually I was not expecting it. So when you watch episode six, you got to let me know when you watch yeah. it. But I had to rewatch the epi- like the end of the of the episode just because of that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was actually, that was beautiful. (laughs) Like the way, and and I'm not even, I'm I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, yo, that's, that was dope. See? And I was so, I I was, now, come on. (laughs) I was caught off guard. I was caught off guard. Like he was making the cake and he was like, yo, let me put some ice down it. Let me put a candle on it. I'm like, Yo, that was dope. Oh shit. Is it somebody's so,
1: birthday? <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> Yo, so uh so I, I might have to I'm I won't recant a lot of the stuff on James Gunn. Yeah. I will say that I think that might be his playground. That's probably where he needs to like that's where he just rocked it out. So I'm uh, willing to accept Peacemaker. Yo, James Gunn just got the recovery like like life saving mi- uh, uh move for me. He he found a mushroom on the Mario game. Like he's doing all types of magic on that joint. (laughs) Carolina lost, and I'm still trying to like figure that out. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Maybe. But I think I'm done with professional sports. But anyway, as always, I'm Andre.
1: And I'm Chris.
0: (laughs) And we'll talk to you next time.